Today on Open the Bible, we hear the conclusion of a special presentation as we anticipate the celebration of Christ's resurrection on Easter Sunday. We have been airing a dramatic reading of Pastor Colin Smith's book, Heaven, How I Got Here. Actor Stephen Baldwin portrays the thief on the cross who died just a few feet from Jesus. The story is told in the thief's words as he looks back from heaven on the day that changed his eternity and the faith that can change yours. If you missed the earlier portions of this special series, you can always hear it in its entirety when you come to openthebible.org.uk. And now, the conclusion of Heaven, How I Got Here. Welcome to the special edition of Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. And Colin, today we're going to hear the final chapter in the book, the audiobook, Heaven, How I Got Here, the story of the thief on the cross. But before we do, I want to back up and take a little bit of a look at what we've been focusing on all this week, the story of how the thief ended up on the cross next to Jesus, absolutely hating God. Yeah, you know, the scripture makes very clear that at the beginning, both of the robbers, there was one on either side of Jesus, and both of them were hurling abuse at Jesus, both of them pouring out this hatred towards Christ. And so at the beginning of these hours on the cross, the thief who eventually trusted Jesus was about as far from God as it would be possible for a person to be. But yet something began to happen in the life of that thief, in his soul. There was a moment in time where he began to turn. Talk a little bit, if you would, about that, uh, I guess, progression he was beginning to make in, in coming to Jesus. There was a remarkable change uh, in his whole attitude to Jesus. We're not told in the Bible how this came about, but he surely was right on the very brink of eternity. I mean, what is the point in going into eternity with your fist shaking towards Almighty God? It's as if a stillness came over him, a, a sense of, of awe. And uh, he would have heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them to those who had nailed him. And I wonder if he thought to himself, you know, if he'd forgive them, maybe he would forgive me as well. It seems that he had picked up on Jesus being a king with authority because he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. But whatever the factors were, he came to a place where instead of pouring out this hatred towards Jesus, he asked Jesus to help him. Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus gives them this marvelous answer. Yeah. Amen. I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And what a relief that must have been to the thief to hear those words. But yet there was still something that the thief was doing there on the cross. There there was a moment of hearing those words, but there was a moment of accepting those, believing that truth. He puts his trust in Jesus and Jesus gives him that promise, that assurance. I mean, this is how one comes to faith in Christ. This is what it looks like. You believe in the promise of Christ. You ask him to help you. He says, now, whoever comes to me, I'll never turn you away. So you come to him, you ask of him, and uh, he gives his promise that there is forgiveness and there is grace and there is mercy, and you believe that, and it is yours. Well, one promise that he did not give the thief is that his suffering would be over. 
just because he began this relationship with Jesus didn't mean that he was now going to have a pain-free last couple of hours. Yeah, in fact, uh, even more than the pain that he experienced, uh, he was plunged into darkness. We know that after he trusted Jesus, darkness uh, came over the whole land and it lasted for hours. And he heard this Jesus who he had just trusted say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you put your trust in Jesus, there will still be times when you experience darkness, when you may be asking the question, why? Being a Christian doesn't mean you've got the answer to every question or that you live in sunny uh, light all of the time. This guy was in pain, but he trusted Jesus in the pain and he trusted Jesus in the darkness. And that's what real faith actually does. Today, we actually take a look at what the thief was ushered into, how he began that eternal relationship with Jesus in heaven. We continue with chapter 9 of Heaven, How I Got Here. It's entitled Safety, as read by Stephen Baldwin. Chapter 9, Safety, 5.38 p.m. The lifeless body of Jesus was still hanging on the cross beside me. Beyond him, the other victim had exhausted himself, and though still breathing, had become largely silent. Where had Jesus gone? He told me, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Today meant before sundown, and he said, With me, so he would be there too. I believed him, so there was no doubt in my mind that Jesus was in heaven already. He had gone there ahead of me. When Jesus died, he said, Father, Into your hands I commit my spirit. He had no doubt about where he was going. His body remained on the cross until it was taken down and laid in the tomb, but his spirit went immediately into the presence of his Father in heaven. At the moment of his death, Jesus was translated from the agony of suffering in the body to the conscious enjoyment of life in heaven, and he had promised the same to me. Time seemed to stretch on forever. Then, suddenly, there was movement. Someone had come out from the city. The soldiers immediately stood at attention. New instructions were given. Kill the criminals, bury the bodies, take down the crosses. So the soldiers turned and walked purposefully toward me, armed with their clubs. One swing to the head with one of those would kill a man, and if there was any interest in relieving my pain, they could have ended my life in an instant. But that was not what they had in mind. My legs were their target. I screamed out as the first blow slammed into my knees, then the second, and then the third. My body sagged suspended but no longer supported unbearable pain seared through my aching hands without the support of my legs I no longer had the strength to lift my body and to breathe only a few minutes longer they moved to the victim on the other side of Jesus and broke his legs too now this one said one of the soldiers as they came to Jesus. He's already dead. 
make sure we don't want any doubt. The soldier pulled back with his spear and with full force rammed it into the side of Jesus' body, ripping it open with a huge gash from which his blood spilled out onto the ground. That was the last thing I saw on Earth. I sometimes wondered what the journey of my soul leaving my body would be like. Being launched out like a shivering ghost lost and alone in the unknown vastness of space. The thought was terrifying me. But the reality was very different. It felt for me like moving through a tunnel at lightning speed. The release was sweet. After hours of pain, I closed my eyes and was set free. When the moment came, I knew I was not alone. I was accompanied. I was carried. I was taken up. And I was welcomed by Jesus himself. Death is a dark place. But Jesus had already been through it. And he had made it a safe place for me. And watching now from the other side, I've seen millions of people come through safely because of him. If you want to know more about heaven, you'll have to wait till you get here yourself. All I can say is that this is a place of greater joy than you have ever tasted. Think of your happiest moment on earth and then multiply that happiness a million times and make it last forever. Heaven is better than you can imagine. So that's my story. Heaven. How I got here. And I'm telling it so you will get here too. No one gets in automatically. It's Jesus who gets you here. Heaven is his home. He holds the key. He opens the door. And if you become his, heaven will be yours. My story proves that getting into heaven depends on Jesus and on Jesus alone. It's Jesus who gets you in. He opens the door for people who believe his word and trust themselves to him. That's what I did. And you can do that too. Think about what I did. I confessed to Jesus. I faced the fact that my sins were many and that if death took me to the outer darkness of hell, I was in no position to complain. Now, you might be thinking, I'm not as bad as the thief on the cross, and that may be true, but your need is as great as mine. So don't push away what I'm saying, because you are better than me. God does not grade on a curve. And at the end of the day, we are all in the same position. We come up short of his high calling. Tell him that your sins are many. Tell him that you have been trying to make your own way in life apart from him. Tell him that you've been trying to make your own way to heaven apart from him. Tell him you are done with that. Tell him you are ready to follow him. Obey him. 
trust him, love him, and serve him as he gives you strength. Then ask him to save you. That's what I did. I asked. Jesus, I said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You can have confidence in asking. God's love for you is so strong that he gave his son. You can be sure that when you come to Jesus and ask him to forgive you and save you, he will not turn you away. Not now, not ever. So ask him to be the Lord and Savior of your life right now. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to forgive your sins. Ask him to give you peace with God and ask him to give you strength by his spirit to live in a way that is pleasing to him. And when you ask, you must believe. Asking arises from faith in who Jesus is and in what he promises. Believing in Jesus, you ask him for what he has promised and trust him that it will be yours. I asked on the last day of my life, and Jesus opened the door of heaven for me. Don't say it's too late for you, because it's not. You can believe in Jesus and ask him to save you today. Please don't wait until the last day of your life. God is speaking to you now, right now. He is reaching out to you in love and mercy. He is ready to save you. You're asking will be the beginning of a new adventure in trusting in Jesus. It only lasted a few hours for me, but whether it be hours, days, months, years, or decades, trusting Christ will be the new dynamic of your life. Don't expect it to be easy. Your faith will be tested as mine was. You may experience days of great darkness. You may go through times when you feel that God is far from you. You may experience great pain in your body as I did, or great pain in your soul. But his presence is with you, and the strength he gives will get you through. My faith was tested from the time I trusted Jesus right up to the end. When the moment of my death drew near, it seemed as if all the worst things I had ever done flashed across my dulling mind. My sins were real, alive, fresh, and present. And they were many. It felt as if I would drown in them, that my sins would overwhelm me and damn me forever. All I could do was trust the promise of Jesus. Today, you will be in paradise. He had given his word, and I found hope in believing that his commitment to bring me into heaven would be stronger than everything that would conspire to keep me out. Trusting in Jesus begins with a decision, a commitment, and a prayer. But it's more than that. Trusting Jesus is a way of life. Looking back, I see that I wasted my years on earth. I lived for myself. I failed to love God. But that changed when I met Jesus Christ. The King captured my mind. His love and care for me laid hold of my heart. If I had been given a longer life on earth, I would have lived it for him. No question. That gift was not given to me. But right now, 
It is being given to you. So please cherish every day you have and live in a way that honors your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus gives all of us who trust him a whole new purpose and desire. It's not so much that you are living for something. You are living for someone. The one who loved you and gave himself for you. The one that you are going to share the unending joys of heaven with. The one who one day will welcome you into heaven. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Well, that really is a compelling reminder that the entrance into heaven comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith, the dramatic reading of Heaven, How I Got Here, the story of the thief on the cross. And what a great reminder from the thief today, Colin, that we get to heaven in only one way. Yeah, that's right. And it's very, very clear from his story. I mean, he had not lived a life that was pleasing to God. And he's right at the end of his life. There's no way that he's going to get into heaven except through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. But, you know, that's true for me as well. I haven't lived the life that God calls me to live. None of us has. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If we present our best efforts on our best day, we're not going to make the cut. It's just not there. And so every person is cast back upon a Savior. And this is why Jesus Christ came into the world. He did what we have not done. He accomplished on the cross what we have not accomplished. He fulfilled all of the law of God, and then he laid down a perfect life as a sacrifice, and we can put our trust in him. He says it is finished. Well, I can't say that. None of us can say that about what we're called to do, but he has finished everything that he was called to do, and we can trust in him. You know, as you've been listening, maybe all this week to this radio broadcast, it stirred some questions in you about beginning this relationship with Jesus, or you're ready to make that decision now. I hope you'll get a hold of us here at Open the Bible. You can do that through our website. Just come to openthebible.org.uk. You know, Colin, one of the things that the thief said just a few months ago is that heaven is so much better than you could ever imagine. So let's talk about that for just a moment. What is heaven? Yeah, well, the thief's on sure ground saying that. Um, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul says that heaven is better by far. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter how good a person's experience in this life is. Heaven is never less. It is always more. It is to be with Christ and it is to enter into the full and conscious enjoyment of all that is his at the right hand of the Father. And that's one of the things that I think we may not give a lot of thought to. I've heard you say, no, heaven's not some sort of half life. Sure. No, it is better by far. And so those of us who maybe have had a pretty good life, we seem to think, well, I'm in no hurry to get to heaven because I don't see how it's going to be any better than this. No, it is going to be so much better, but that's just a part of it. And it's not only because 
we're going to be removed from sin and we're going to be removed from suffering and Christ will wipe every tear from our eyes, we're going to be actively engaged with him. But what does that mean? What are we going to be doing? Well, yeah, it's hard to imagine that, isn't it, Steve? Because uh, all of our experience of life is in the body. And obviously when death comes, death is the separation of the soul from the body. And uh, the soul goes into the presence of the Lord. So I think one of the reasons why many folks really struggle to imagine how there can be any joy in heaven is that it's just difficult to imagine life apart from the body. But think about this. We're told in the scripture about angels and angels are spirits. They do not have bodies in the way that we have bodies. And yet we read in the scriptures about angels speak, angels see, angels inquire, the Bible says, inquiring into these things. Angels worship. They're actively engaged in the life of heaven. And that will be true for believers immediately after death. To be away from the body means to be at home with the Lord. It's to be with Christ and to be actively engaged in life in his presence. Well, I hope that as you've been listening to today's broadcast and the program all this week, that you've been reminded of that truth. And maybe if you don't know Christ, you're ready to begin that relationship with him, to take that step that the thief did. If that's the case for you, I hope you'll contact us here at Open the Bible. Just come to openthebible.org.uk. You also might want to consider picking up a copy of the book, Heaven, How I Got Here, The Story of the Thief on the Cross. And Colin, I think that these are two things that could be used really effectively in evangelism. Well, it's been wonderful to hear stories of folks who have taken the book and given it to a friend. Some folks have taken many copies of the book and given it to many friends. And it's been marvelous to hear of how the Lord has used this simple tool that presents the gospel of Jesus Christ through this clear and compelling story. And it's led to people putting their trust and their faith in Jesus Christ. Well, if you want to find out more about the book, Heaven, How I Got Here, The Story of the Thief on the Cross, I do hope you'll come to our website. It's openthebible.org.uk. We have all the information you need right there. To get copies of the book, again, our website address is openthebible.org.uk. For Pastor Colin Smith, I'm Steve Hiller. Thanks for listening today, and I hope you'll join us next time. For information on our program today and to learn more about Pastor Colin's book, Heaven, How I Got Here, The Story of the Thief on the Cross, please visit openthebible.org.uk. And if you missed any part of today's broadcast, or if you want to hear this special series in its entirety, you can listen online at openthebible.org.uk. This program is a listener-supported production of Open the Bible. You can only doubt what you already believe. Now, it is important for us to grasp the very big difference between doubt and unbelief. Doubt is questioning what you believe. Unbelief is our determined refusal to believe. We begin a series called Faith with Questions on the next Open the Bible. As Christians, we believe that the Bible is God's Word, and that as we open our Bibles, God brings life. At Open the Bible, we aim to help Christians and churches. We're launching a growing range of trustworthy resources, in print and online, to encourage and equip you to open the Bible for yourself and with others. 
Perhaps you want to listen to inspiring Bible teaching. Open the Bible has daily broadcasts of our founding pastor, Colin Smith, online and on digital radio. Perhaps you want to develop a realistic and achievable habit of personal Bible reading. Open the Bible Daily are three-minute devotions packed full of biblical reflection and heartwarming encouragement. Perhaps you want to understand more about God's plan for his world. Open the Bible Story takes you on a journey through the peaks and valleys of the entire Bible story, seeing Christ all the way through. Perhaps you want to be trained to lead and serve in your church or equip others to do so. Open the Bible for Leaders is a free video-based resource offering biblical foundations for fruitful gospel ministry. That's just a taster. Do check us out. To find out more, visit openthebible.org.uk.